Welcome to the Equine Veterinary Journal Podcasts, On The Hoof. Hello, my name is Chris Neal and welcome to this edition of the Equine Veterinary Journal's On The Hoof podcast, which we aim to summarise a selection of accepted early view or recently published articles. Today, we look at a paper accepted in October 2020 that investigated whether the use of GNRH immunisation could alleviate behavioural signs associated with granulosa faecal cell tumours in mares. The primary authors for Daphne Berendt and Dominic Berger were based at the Jinder Equine Veterinary Hospital in Germany and the Swiss Institute of Equine Medicine in Bern, respectively. Granulosa cell and granulosa faecal cell tumours are the most prevalent neoplasms of equine ovaries and have been associated with pain, discomfort, intra-abdominal bleeding, adhesions and altered oestrus behaviour. Diagnosis is made by a history and rectal ultrasonography and is confirmed by measurement of serum antimalarian hormone, which has a reported sensitivity of 95%. Gold standard treatment is surgical removal of the affected ovary, after which ridden activity and breeding can often be recommenced. Theoretically, GnRH vaccines provide an alternate treatment option to these neoplasms, given their ability to suppress FSH and LH production which are produced by granulosa and faecal cells, respectively. However, no information is present in the literature to assess its success rates. The authors therefore retrospectively reviewed the cases of four warm blood mares from different stud farms that had confirmed granulosa faecal cell tumours based on history, clinical exam and anti-malarian hormone serology. The owners of each horse had declined surgical removal of the affected ovary for unreported reasons. GnRH immunisation was administered off-label as an alternative option to surgery, and the mare's case records retrospectively reviewed by the authors to examine its effectiveness. This was based on clinical, behavioural and laboratory observations. The mares in the retrospective case series were of varying age, between 9 and 13 years, and gravid status, with two being maidens and two multiparous. 200 micrograms of GnRH conjugate, a 1 mil of Improvac, Zoetis, was administered into the left lateral cervical musculature of each mare, with the second dose given 13 to 33 days later, and subsequent doses given depending on the degree of behavioural suppression noted by an owner. Blood samples for estradiol, progesterone, testosterone and anti-malarian hormone ELISA were taken at each vaccination appointment with a varying diameter measured ultrasonographically at varying intervals to assess response to treatment. Whilst one mare was euthanised for unrelated severe colic signs four months after its second immunisation, the others were followed up by the primary author for one and a half, six and seven years following initial diagnosis. All mares vaccinated during the study showed transient neck stiffness and localised painful swelling following administration as reported in the datasheet and literature. It was noted that in three mares, antimalarian hormone serum levels decreased following vaccination, with one mare returning to normal baseline values. The affected ovaries all reduced in size during follow-up exams, whilst no enlargement was observed in the contralateral ovary. Owners were questioned on each mare's behaviour, with all reporting a reduction in aggression and a resumption of normal oestrus behaviour following each vaccine administration, observed in one case for up to three years afterwards. However, 
One mayor required more frequent vaccinations at two to four month intervals to reduce behavioural signs, compared with five to 14 month intervals in the other two mayors. Whilst this resumption of normal Easter behaviour corresponds with much of the literature, one study reported a cessation of behaviour for up to 34 months following vaccination. Whilst this might be favourable in granulated fecal cell tumour affected mares, irreversible suppression and infertility remains a potential complication of repeated vaccination. The obvious limitations with this study are in its design. A retrospective case series was reviewed and the results reported, with no control population observed during this period. It is known that not all granulosa fecal cell tumours show growth or altered hormonal levels and can fluctuate naturally over time. Coupled with the use of an owner survey and reported behavioural changes, this undoubtedly implants a degree of bias into the study. Comparing these results to untreated mares and those treated with surgical ovariectomy using a standardised behavioural score would have provided more meaningful conclusions. Furthermore, there is no standardisation of vaccine protocol in the study. However, its use in treating granulosa fecal cell tumours is likely to be reactive given their varying physiological abnormalities. Interestingly, a dose of 200 micrograms was effective in altering behaviour in these mares, which is half the dose given in some other studies. Given the lack of severe side effects, as are associated with these higher doses in the literature, this may be a safer dosage to use in general practice. Despite the obvious limitations of a case series, the authors have reported a potentially successful alternate treatment in mares whose owners are reluctant to consent to surgical ovariectomy. Even so, the exact mechanism of tumour suppression remains unknown. The potential side effects of vaccination and the risk of leaving a granulated fecal cell tumour in situ, i.e. adhesions and intra-abdominal bleeding, must be made aware to owners before embarking on treatment. Frequent ultrasonographic and laboratory monitoring should therefore be recommended in all cases. It should also be noted that, whilst GnRH vaccination permitted under FVI rules, is currently banned in racing jurisdictions. That concludes the review of this study, and many thanks for listening to this edition of the Equine Veterinary Journal's On The Hoof podcast. We look forward to welcoming you back soon when we review another of the journal's early access articles. Thank you for listening to this Equine Veterinary Journal podcast. More about the subjects discussed today can be found online at wileyonlinelibrary.com forward slash journal forward slash evj.